Hello and welcome to DealCast. It's the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham. I'm a business journalist who's been covering M&A for a decade. Now, mobile phone mergers are always a hot topic when it comes to antitrust approval. And the recent deal to combine the UK operations of Vodafone and CK Hutchison, which owns the three network, is no different. In this episode, we're finding out more about the European Commission's approach to telecommunications mergers. I'm joined by Jacob Parry, who's the chief regulatory correspondent for PAR and Deal Reporter, based in Brussels. Hi, Jacob. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Juliana. Thanks for having me. So let's start with looking at the big deal that was announced last month, Vodafone and Three. Can you talk us through that deal and give us some insight into why it's taking place now, please? So this is a deal that has been in the works for a long time. Rumors of the transaction first came about last May, and it took almost uh, a year before we saw a deal announcement. Per the deal, Vodafone will take a 51% stake in the enlarged group, while CK Hutchison will take a 49% minority stake. Telco consolidation, mobile consolidation in the UK has long been uh, a hot topic. Uh, We saw notably in 2015, the attempt to merge 3 and 02, that was later blocked by the European Commission. And there's ongoing litigation concerning that veto that we might get into a bit later. So this is not the first time that parties have tried to make a three to four merger. But if you talk to Vodafone or Hutchison, they see the market as being quite different than it was in 2015. Um, There's really a need to invest in broadband and 5G rollout. They also point to the fact that their return on investment is a lot lower than it has been at uh, historic points. So all that makes for a uh, a real need on the part of telcos operating in the UK to find ways to improve their returns on investment. And a three to four merger that uh, takes out uh, one competitor uh, is seen as being uh, the most effective way to do that. And we'll come on to the European Union in a minute. But this deal is taking place in the UK. Can you talk through what hurdles the deal faces from UK regulators, please? So this deal will face a double review. Uh, First, it'll face the review by the UK Competition and Markets Authority, uh, um, which has the final say on any merger in the United Kingdom, although I'll add an asterisk to that that we might get into later. The second review that it needs is a foreign direct investment review under the National Security and Investment Act. That latter review is not expected to be particularly problematic. There have been some concerns floated about CK Hutchison, given it is a Hong Kong-based company. Some concerns floated about its connections with the Chinese state. Given that it's going to minority stake, that's probably not going to be an issue. 
Of course, more interesting is the competition review. Uh, CMA will obviously be in the lead, but the Office for Communications or Ofcom will play a decisive role in in, in the regulatory review. Ofcom deals with uh, these players on a daily basis. And the last time that we saw a attempted to merger in this space through a 302 deal, one of the factors that really uh, helped uh, kill the deal was Ofcom's vocal opposition uh, throughout the European Commission's review. We have some reason to think that perhaps Ofcom's position has changed. They issued a paper last year that seemed a little bit more open to that three to four consolidation. It also really acknowledged that there are concerns about the ability of UK telcos to invest in their networks. So that's being pointed to maybe as a bit of a green shoot. But again, at the end of the day, it will be for the CMA to decide. and. Um, I think we are going to be in for a very long and quite detailed review before the CMA comes to a decision. And so that's the UK. Can you talk us through what the picture is in the European Union? Are there the same attempts at consolidation there? So for years, going back to the 2010s, we've seen various attempts by um, by telcos uh, across the continent to consolidate. Um, we at the beginning of uh, Executive Vice President Margrethe Vestager's term, we saw an uh, attempt in Denmark to uh, consolidate the market. I think if you talk to the telcos, what they see is the facts on the grounds have changed. There are the same imperatives that there are uh, in the UK for uh, investing in the rollout of broadband and 5G. And another factor that's you hear often when you when you talk to um, people in the sector is that telco services are being used more than ever by uh, OTT or uh, or over the top services. Uh, think of Netflix or 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 uh, Facebook uh, Messenger or any other big tech platform that uh, is quite uh, intensive in their their use of data. We have a proposal in the European Union to potentially add a sort of uh, big tech tax uh, in in the form of the fair share proposal. Um, that's currently something that the European Commission is considering. Obviously, facing a lot of pushback from from the tech sector and from from other voices. But that's all to say that there continues to be this push. There also is other efforts by telcos to try to find a way to uh, um, improve their return on investment. And then, of course, lastly, there are the deals, most notably Massmobile Orange, which has been uh, under review by the European Commission for the last few months. And I don't know if it's if it's worth getting into that deal specifically, but that's definitely being taken as a bellwether for how the European Commission might assess future in-market consolidation in various different European countries. Why don't you put it in a nutshell for us? What What is the deal with that deal and why? how is it being viewed in Brussels? So this is a quite interesting one as it's really one of the first attempts in the second term of Vestager's tenure to really push through uh, in-market consolidation. Spain is a bit of an odd market. Uh, MVNOs are quite competitive. There are a lot of other... Um, and just to, just explain what MVMOs are. So that is a mobile virtual network operator. So that's the, the mobile phone networks as we know them. 
Well, it'll be the, the, the firms, uh, if, if we think uh, in the United Kingdom of, te- of um, Tesco uh, or other players that have networks that are deployed on top of the sort of main uh the main networks that would be operated by a Vodafone or okay. or a Telefonica. So I guess like a secondary network from, from in layman's terms. Exactly. And to, these MVNOs have been seen um, historically as maybe a bit of an answer to uh, telco consolidation. So if there is a merger that reduces competition, then creating space or, or providing uh, an access deal to an MVNO could potentially be a way to introduce competition. In the case of Spain, uh, we'll have to see how the commission's assessment uh, ends up. We have all indications that the commission does not intend to let this case go lightly. They issued an SO or a statement of objections only a few weeks ago, and we're yet to see what sort of remedies the parties propose. All said and done, we should have an answer by by September as to what the commission thinks of this transaction. And I think whatever the commission decides on this transaction will be indicative of future deals that it might assess in the sector. And the EC has historically been opposed to four to three mergers. Do you think, given the changing landscape, that could be set to change? I think it depends who you ask. And I don't even think the commission has one view on this necessarily. If you talk to someone like Executive Vice President Margaret Vestager, who we should note will be leaving uh, potentially quite soon, her answer is always that there's no magic number. Uh, It doesn't matter if it's four players, if it's three players, what matters are the competitive dynamics in the market. In fact, what she really encourages, and this has been the long-held position of the European Commission, is cross-border uh, integration. So to see uh, um, sort of deals that see telcos in one market uh, uh, enter into another market or, or consolidate across countries. The fact is we haven't seen much of that. And I think that sort of, sort of ultimately leads to what is sort of the second view in the commission. And I think a view that is widely held in the member states as well. And that's the fact that the telco companies are not making a return on investment Big tech companies are using a lot of data, and that is that share of profits is ultimately going to the to tech firms in the United States and not to European players. If you look at the comments like some of someone like Commissioner Thierry Breton, who is the Internal Market Commissioner, he is who I should also say is a former telco exec, French telco executive himself. He's much more favorable to that view and to the view of of the network operators. So really, I think it depends uh, a bit on internal commission politics, but when it comes to mergers, at the end of the day, it's DG Comp or DG Competition that has the final word. Okay, thank you. And finally, there's ongoing litigation at the European Court of Justice that is relevant to this and relevant to a deal that was blocked in 2016. Can you just explain why that's important and how it's likely to impact the sector, please? So that deal 302, which I mentioned a bit earlier, uh, um, which was vetoed by the European Commission in 2016, it's had quite a long life or that veto has had quite a long life uh, since the European Commission's decision. 
Um, in 2020, the EU General Court ruled in favor of the parties uh, in what was a bit of a shock decision, one that was seen as potentially having a precedent for any attempts at uh, horizontal uh, con consolidation. Since then, we've seen the opinion from the Advocate General of the European Court of Justice, um, Julianne Cocotte. She's much more favorable to the Commission's position, and I, I think that there's the widespread expectation that not a whole lot will change with the judgment. Effectively, the same dynamics uh, uh, insofar as the Commission being disfavorable to in-market consolidation will continue. But of course, it is really interesting mood, mood, mood music to both the, um, the vote of phone three deal in the United Kingdom and to the Moss Mobile Orange deal. For Vodafone 3, of course, the United Kingdom has left the European Union and the uh, ECJ does not have jurisdiction in this case. Of course, if the ECJ decision contains language that is quite damning of uh, in-market consolidation in the UK, I think it makes sense and uh, that uh, that would at least be, its reasoning would at least be considered by the folks at Ofcom or the CMA. As for Mass Mobile Orange, if there was uh, some dramatic uh, decision on part of the commission that was in favor of, or on part of the Court of Justice that was in f favor of the parties, I think it of course would make, uh, um, would add a twist to the phase two review and I think it's something that they would like. But of course, the uh, um, we've looked in the past and the Advocate General follows the opinions uh, or the Advocate General's opinions are followed in the vast majority of instances, at least in terms of the, the big picture of a judgment. So really, I think what we'd be expecting is continuity from the courts. Great, Jacob. I have no doubt that we'll be talking again about this in the future. Thanks very much. That was Jacob Parry, who's the Chief Regulatory Correspondent for PAR and Deal Reporter based in Brussels. Thanks for listening to Dealcast, presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, have a look at our show notes. Join us again next week.